Hello and welcome to another episode of the Don't Give Her Up podcast. I uh, got pulled over by the police for speeding. Oh my God. <laughs> Andy, for some reason, decides he wants to flip the car. So he's there <laughs> flipping this little Fiat. And he went, Fancy. He said, You need to retire. Now, I look back on that, on that time in Wales, it was, it was pretty remarkable journey to life. The All Blacks are expected to win, and not only expected to win, but to do it with an ash. By the time I got offered a contract, I'd already signed for France. We found him unconscious in someone else's tent. Uh, anyway, uh, Paul, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to to come on the Don't Give a Ruck podcast. Um, I'm really looking forward to looking back at your career, especially uh, the Lions Tour of 1997. Um, whenever a Lions Tour is on, is on the horizon, do, do you still get the butterflies in your stomach? Yeah, definitely. All around selection. Um, I guess it, it starts there, doesn't it? About a year out where um, people are beginning to start picking their test team, which I think is ridiculous. Even at this stage, I couldn't get yeah. close to a test team. OK, you, you put 15 names down, but I know there'll probably be six or seven of those, maybe five or six anyhow. Mm. It'd be different when it comes to it. And now they decide it's a good tour because it means mm. they're competitive and everyone will be happy they get a fair shot. Um but yeah, you look at a lot of the names that didn't make it as well, especially here, you know, in Leinster with uh, Sexton and James Ryan and Ringrose, mm. you know, guys who would have been probably the three, three guys that have been up there to, to travel um, back back last year. So it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's the excitement is certainly building. Yeah. And especially South Africa, um, which was the only tour I went on. And, mm. you know, so I'm, I'll say it's it's the best of the tours. Uh, unfortunately, it'll be very compromised for players with the uh, COVID restrictions and uh, I think the professional era anyhow and the the the, 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 the travelling fans and the camera phones and all that. It sort of took a bit out of the touring since we were there in 97, but when it comes to having a bit of fun along the way too. You, you, you only needed one like big camera for that documentary and that, that's all you needed. That was absolutely brilliant. We'll we get on to that later. Um, but I think it's safe to say, you know, the lines are special, you know, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're a fan. Uh, and we've all got memories, you know, good or bad, of specific moments on on tours. Um, but what was your outlook of the Lions prior to 1997? Because, uh, 1997, because I believe you, your brother went on the 93 tour of New yes. Zealand? Right. My brother Richard went in 93. He was called up as a replacement for Ian Hunter got injured mm. uh, quite early on the tour. And uh, he went over. Uh, yeah, my memories were... Do my, I think it was just after my college exams, watching the test series there at about <laughs> two or three in the morning. Um, yeah, bleary died uh, watching it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then next thing, uh, next tour, you're you're on the plane yourself. So it was uh, quite a quite a bit of a um, yeah, it was a seismic change. You're going to it was like reality. That's no, that's the lines. What am I doing here? Uh, yeah. Last time I was a college student on a couch somewhere. <laughs> some place, yeah. yeah. Student accommodation watching it. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose that tour coming back, my brother wouldn't have had the had very fond memories, but said the tour was very disjointed, divided uh, between the Saturday and the midweek side. And mm. certainly in '97, when we went uh, uh, with a number of players, obviously from from that tour and the, the previous Australian mm. tour, uh, were very adamant that everyone got a free go, that we all 
bonded together. So I think it was a lot of that experience. And also having the likes of Fran and Geach and Jim who'd been all there before. Uh, and they, they realized uh, that, every, you know, a happy camp is uh, one where everyone has a fair shot at it. And uh, I think they, they certainly did that. And of course, we had, I think, a, a very, some great quality throughout that squad. Mm. And looking back at that 97 Lions tour, it was special for, for so many reasons. Um, you know, it, it was the first pro-era Lions tour. Um, it, was, it was the first Lions documentary, you know, that, and they've made so many since, but that's still the best one. Um, and of course, it was the first time the Lions had, had faced a world championship side uh, who had won the World Cup. Um, can you remember the coverage around that tour? Because as you've seen, you know, if, if you saw the, the squad announcement a few weeks ago, it, it's absolutely crazy these days, isn't it? What, what was it like back then? Yeah, it certainly wasn't like that. Uh, very disappointing for me uh, in that I didn't get selected yeah. initially in, in yeah. the squad. Um, and, you know, we were talking about selection for the lines and uh, speculation. Uh, the one thing I've said, it comes down to the last couple of weeks before and the last Six Nations game, the last big game. And I think there was a lot of calls that Gary went with which were literally on the last week. Mm. Uh, it's that current form, which I think is a bit unfair, but it, it, it's amazing how the, the, the minds, when it's a really tight decision like that, that someone has a big game in a team that's winning, a team that's mm. losing, a guy can't perform as well, and then he gets out. So it, it's, it, look, it's very tough with the, there's more competition there than any other year, again, with regards to the quality that's throughout the four countries. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's been very... Yeah, they, they, so coming back to the the, uh, the selection, you know, I, I had been told through club and Saracens at the time that I was very much being earmarked to go on the tour. And then we lost to us to Scotland um, and in a, an unknown Tommy Smith, really, at that stage I was up yeah. against. And, uh, there wasn't much difference in the scrum, but with they, they, they won the game. Um, it was disappointing. We'd have been favourites, as I said, even though we never seemed to win a Murrayfield. <laughs> And uh, there was a number of us in the Irish setup that that lost out on the back of that being the last Six Nations game. So I was very disappointed, but thankfully only two days in, I got the call up. And um, yeah, and I guess it was a huge advantage for me uh, in that it gave me a real chip on the shoulder. I had to prove people wrong. I still had the belief in myself. And uh, even though Jason Leonard and Di Youngwood had both mm. played in test series before, you know, I'd sort of, I didn't, I didn't think I'd get in because of my lack of experience and at my age, mm. but, um, you know, I, I, like I suppose most players there, I, I had the belief in my own ability and uh, that little chip on the shoulder to prove <laughs> wrong for not selecting me in the first place, it does help, especially in the front row. Yeah. Uh, was it Peter Cloacy who, who missed out? Because was, that's yeah. right, yeah. So he was there and he'd mm. been, uh, yeah, so he, he, he'd got the nod. He'd been playing down in Australia and come back, but, um, yeah, so I wasn't... Obviously, that was an, even made it even more um, <laughs> more of a, a driver for me to, to yeah. prove, uh, prove some selectors wrong. Yeah, but it also it must have been amazing, you know, having not been selected and then you know coming in into the squad uh, later on, and and then you know you, you sort of you're there to enjoy it, but you're also there to stamp your mark down on, on the test team as well. Was that your outlook straight from the very beginning? I want to get in that test side. Uh, no, not really. I just wanted to perform for the Lions. It mm. really was. I, I didn't think I would get that chance. And I was, uh, I was because it was three tight heads, I was getting, yeah. and I was very much the junior call up last. I wasn't really getting a lot of opportunities um, where they were looking at the other two, Jason Dye, as the, as the starters. So uh, for me, it was just make sure 
uh, you know, you, you, you perform as well as you can for the lines and don't leave anything behind you and uh, prove the, you know, do it for the jersey and the team, teammates as well. And whether mm-hmm. it's a, your, your, your club team, your, your provincial team, whatever national team lines, I think it's always the same. You go out there and you're playing for your teammates. And, and the bond, I think, that was within that group in 97 made it um made that commitment by all the players even greater and the confidence and if you make an error you know you can um you know the team will be there to back you up as well and uh, mm. you know find and find that extra couple of percent which Jim Telfer was great at yeah. <laughs> uh, without trying to make you sound old Paul I, I was only one during the the night seven <laughs> thanks for that. I think you you're the same Cheers. age as me that I am now um, but you obviously you're doing better than I am. You you were a bloody lion at, at the age of 25. Um, but but thanks to that famous living with the lions documentary, you know, the younger generation have now been able to to really see the lions for, for what it was and, and the camaraderie between you know of that particular group. I think you said in one piece that you know the first person that you met at the hotel was John Bentley. Uh, you know <laughs> what a player to have on your tour. You know in terms of. The camaraderie, you know, of course, you had the, the great Doddy Weir as well. Um, was it hard to differentiate between, you know, having that lads' holiday feel and being on a really, you know, hard rugby tour? Or, or did Jim Telfer sort of, you know, toe the line between the two and say, you know, we're here to win? Yeah, well, I, I there was one thing which management wanted, um, yeah. and I, <laughs> And I think it's different to a national tour because you're, you're coming together, uh, guys got to get on. So, so the social side is incredibly important on the Lions tour more than any other tour. Also, when you're used to maybe a three or four week tour, this is a six, seven, eight weeks we were together. Um, you know, maybe six weeks in South Africa, maybe 10 days before we went out. Mm. Uh, so, and you see it at World Cups as well. Teams that aren't enjoying themselves uh, start falling apart and don't perform mm. to the top of their ability. I think that's one of the things why Ireland haven't performed in some World Cups that they've just um, they haven't been enjoying themselves as much. <laughs> uh, and I, I came like to the amateur era where we're trained as professionals, but we're we're amateur, but it was still mm. fun on tours. And the same with the guys from Scotland, England, Wales. So we had that, um, you know, the amateur amateur ethos uh, to enjoy ourselves. But also have a bit of crack, have a bit of fun. Um, but also, when it came to training, that that it was, you know, it was it was at such a high level. Um, mm. And you know, we were going, to, you know, to South Africa, where we were rated as not having a chance. So we, we knew that every game, you know, the, the South African provinces were very strong back then, and mm. uh, you know, every game was a was a big physical task, you know, and uh, yeah, the fear factor of, of what would happen if you're undercooked going in, and probably yeah. the fear factor of Jim Telfer um, <laughs> on your back as well. Yeah, I, I just I just couldn't imagine Warren Gatlin sitting in the stand and then telling somebody behind him to shut the. Or something because you know he's arguing with him or, or something like that, and you know yeah. that's that South African crowd. You know, you the Lions were were almost hated when they over. The, I, I remember there was one where I think Neil Jenkins was going for goal in one of the provincial games, and you've got you've got a South African fan in the crowd going fucking miss, fucking miss. You know, it, it did seem like the South African supporters hated the Lions, and it was that hatred there. Well, very passionate, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a political I, 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 way of saying it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, especially in the high valve. The Afrikaans mm. can be are very physical, can be very intimidating. Uh, 
huge men. They're not just the players, the supporters are bigger again. Yeah. And in their army khakis and their, you know, they're <laughs> got the rum inside them at, at match time, arriving in on their buckies, and there uh, can be a little bit of use of all right. Mm. Um, but uh, no, that all adds to it, doesn't it? That's yeah. the atmosphere. Uh, certainly didn't affect anything on the pitch. And, and, and you know, you, you want that sort of confrontational. Mm. Uh, environment that to, to play and just to get the most out of you and again you know I talked about a personal chip on the shoulder even for the team it was the same thing the media writing you off everyone you know telling you you're useless and blah 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 mm-hmm. and then bit by bit it was just about earning the respect of the South African public and I think by the end of it we had. Mm. Uh, what was the build-up like because you know I, I've seen a, a few of the clips obviously you know as supporters that's what we can base it off you know, there was a few sort of team bonding sessions, and and did you go for a, you know for a drink prior to the tour, all as a squad? Well, we we were what about a week or ten days? I can't remember exactly how long. Maybe it's just a week, and then we were down in Durban for another week uh, training before the first game. Uh, yeah, we, we were doing all this team building, and we got these guys in. Yeah, it was a bit of fun being had. And then um, the night before we flew out, Fran said, "Come on, we're going down to a local pub," and just <laughs> went down there and. Beers were flowing, and I think that was there was more team bonding done than the week of all this team building events of building rafts and all that. I think just uh, one evening in the pub seemed to manage to to bond everyone together, and then back to the hotel, and uh, yeah, we had a wonderful time. Yeah. Well, when you said you said earlier, mind about um, teams not enjoying themselves on World Cups that don't do well. I think England enjoyed themselves on the 2011 World Cup, didn't they? That that didn't go too well for them either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you find other teams do, but they can do it more discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's um, always very difficult for for the English team because, uh, and in fact, on the Lions tour, sometimes we try and avoid some of the, especially the big name English players, because yeah. the last thing you want is the paparazzi behind you even back <laughs> yeah, then. Exactly. So uh, nobody, we, we, nobody told Mike Tindall did they? Yeah. Well, in Ireland, well, in 2011, I believe the Irish team were in the exact same place in a worse state the week before. So. <laughs> That's why they lost. They managed to get away with it. So that's just some touring <laughs> skills that you probably require uh, when you're out. And uh, uh, I'm fair to say, Tins, he'd normally be very good at. Uh, yeah. At, uh, <laughs> uh, quite old school himself. Very good. Mm. Uh, um, on the on the coaching staff, obviously you had um, Cotton, who was the the team manager. You know, he he seemed like you know he he was going to take no shit from anyone. Uh, you had Jim Telfer and Ian McGeegan. Um, was there a case of good cop bad cop between them two? But was Jim Telfer the bad cop and yeah. Ian McGeegan the sort of in between guy? Yeah, like Fran. Not much as people don't say a lot about Fran. Was, Fran was always in the background, but he was sorting everything out. I, yeah. He had a work. With two players, which I can't let you know what the what it was about. <laughs> it was the once on tour, and that was because of some uh, loaded magazine we down to try and do an expose on us, and uh, a couple of lads got um, anyhow. Uh, but that was it. That was it. Fran just knew, you know. Um, I've sat next to some of the lads from the seventies on tour, and you, you've, you, you, they've got up to, to all sorts of pranks and stuff as well. So uh, shenanigans. So it, it was, um, yeah, a bit of a. He knew that the lads need to enjoy themselves. It's a Lions mm. tour. Uh, the ones that where you don't is when the lines don't go well. Uh, so he set that scene. And then, yeah, you had uh, Jim was really the drill sergeant, tough cop, mm. uh, good cop, bad cop, whatever you might call it. That 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 was certainly the way they played out. Uh, Geach, um, you know, it didn't overcomplicate it. Very, very mm. simple offloading, diamond formation, support play. 
um, stretching defense. You know, it was all quite um, simple, which is when you're coming together from four different cultures, I think it's the mm. way you should go. Mm. I think um, sometimes you need a philosophy on the game and the way you play because mm. nine times out of ten, there's going to be a little error and things don't go perfectly. So it's how you react to that. And I think we had that. Now, we didn't play uh, that great uh, running rugby in the first mm. two tests. We did in the third and, and last, but um, uh, throughout the tour, there was some amazing rugby played. Then, if you mm. you put it against some of the rugby today, it looks maybe defenses aren't quite as good. But uh, the offloading was unbelievable. Like yeah. I think it was either the first, second test. The offloading was just I just couldn't yeah. believe it because you know it, even you know even maybe between ninety seven to on five to on five to on fifteen, rugby looks completely different all the way, doesn't it? But you cannot mm. beat that offloading game, can you? Yeah, and you know what. Geecha brought that from 74. So yeah, exactly. so far back it came. Uh, but it just shows you, you know, I think a lot of coaching come in and they try and put mm. their, their stamp on it by giving too much detail to players. But I think mm. if you can uh, empower the players, get them to uh, uh, have the right skill base and everyone's running off the same hip. You know, if you know someone's going to run, put a bit of a step on it, take a soft shoulder off low, you know you're where you're going to be trailing and you can mm. time your lining and... Uh, yeah, the, one of the, the big things there, I thought, is our, our alignment running you know, teams nowadays. They're all so flat. So you mm. tend to overrun if you don't have the perfect pass and hard to offload. But mm. it was all about a bit deeper, running harder. And uh, yeah, I think that game plan really suited on the, on the higher ground. Mm. I think you, you only lost or dropped one game prior to the Test Series against Northern Transvaal, I believe. Uh, I think right, it was 30, yeah. 35-30, something like that, I think. The Lions come back towards the end. Um, but prior to that first, the first test, it still gets played every four years now. The Jim Telfer, you know, when he's got the forwards meeting and, you know, it still gives me goosebumps now. You know, I, I couldn't have only imagined what, what you guys were like. Um, can, can you remember that, you know, very vividly? Yeah, uh, I was sitting right next to Jim and uh, <laughs> I had my head down here because I didn't have a visor uh, in yeah. these COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> Tim was getting a bit. Yeah. Of, you know, uh, what what a what an orator! It was a fantastic speech, but mm. um, the words, yes, the way it was all put together, but his delivery, the passion in the man to win, is just huge. And, mm. and you know that there was an osmosis effect into the forwards in particular during that tour when it came to scrum sessions, you know, I, I remember mm. kickoff sessions, we did two or three kickoffs and next thing he's in land basing us and he's saying, you can get, you know, we weren't running quick enough. We're going, we're going flat out, running on about. <laughs> but we devised a thing where we go another meter or two back so we'd be hitting it even faster yeah. when we get it on kickoffs. And, and you did, it did these tiny little percentages that mm. it just got out. And, and when you look at the second test in particular, that's what it was. It was just yeah. that extra bit of fight when we were probably outplayed in that game. There was that extra bit of fight and, uh, yeah, just, just doing everything to the top of our ability. Mm. A, a lot was made, yeah, uh, 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 yeah sorry, uh, a lot was made around uh, the scrum at that time because obviously, mm. you know, yourself, Tom Smith and Keith Wood, that, that's quite a, a small front row. And, you know, obviously you had, you had the big second rows in behind you of, of Jeremy Davidson and Martin Johnson. Um, what was those first two scrums like? Because I remember, I, I, I think I, I you think you've given it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> against the big Ulster uh, Ramp. Yeah, I, I, and I, I put my hand up for that one. Um, do you know what? I've been playing midweek. I haven't played any Saturday games till then. And we were wreaking havoc on the, the provincial scrums. Mm. 
um, after playing a few years against England against the uh, the English, you you could feel the weight of the English back five. Yeah. So, you know, Tim Rodber, Lawrence, mm. uh, Richard Hill, Richard Hill, you know, yeah. Know, I John O's second row, and I was going into that, and I decided to power scrummage. Yeah, not one on one. The fact that Oz was uh, Oz Durant was about four or five stone heavier and mm. a powerful man, and they also had a back five probably bigger than the English back yeah. five. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, we went to hit and chase, and we had been doing a bit, of that, and uh, yeah, I, I, we came off second best twice, <laughs> and I was uh, two penalties in, and that was in about. About two or three minutes into the game, I'm in under yeah. the stick going, this is just going to go horribly wrong. Jono didn't say anything. He just looked over at me and that, that Jono look. And I just thought, oh, he's scarier than that bunch. And I just went out and I said, look, I've just been a bit arrogant. I've been a bit stupid mm. with power. I, I did not play into our strengths. Um, there was a lot of the media would say <clears throat> at the time, and probably been translated through, that it was all about the scrum height. And mm. that we were short. That that isn't technically correct. Um, what it was was we were, you know, scrummaging. You were allowed to back then, and which you should be allowed now mm. as a form of wrestling. Once it doesn't collapse or go up, yeah. it's about negating your your opponent's pushing position. Mm. Um, now we always had an advantage in northern hemisphere to southern hemisphere in that regard, and it's something that's been taken out, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but that's basically what we started doing. We started putting them into uncomfortable positions. They're much taller side. It was mm. bending in, uh, you know, twisting around. And uh, once we started doing that, uh, you know, we got the upper hand really for yeah. the, the three tests after that. So, mm. um, yeah, but wow, it was uh, a very uncomfortable <laughs> start. And, uh, I was I was nearly getting my uh, a taxi being called for me. I think three minutes into that. Really, Good. Yeah. I'm gone. See you. Bye. Yeah, it's been fun. It must have been like, oh, it must have been terrifying though, because you know we've seen it on on the 2009 tour where with Phil Vickery, you know, we we didn't make the change early on, and we could see that the beast was doing him. And, and Phil Vickery's a yeah. a great technical scr- scrummager. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He was and, quite tall. He was quite high. Mm. Um, I was down covering that test series. Yeah, mm. and even early on, you just said I, I didn't. I, Phil didn't have the he didn't have the technical ability to get out of that. And Jones, yeah. you know, did an uh, incredible job. And yeah, look, Vix is, you know, we've seen him what he's done for World Cups and, mm. and, that, and very mobile prop. But uh, at that stage, you know, for that job. Um, mm. In fact, it's, it's one of those ones that I'd be a bit anxious about Tyke Furlong, who's an incredibly mm. powerful guy. But with his high scrummaging, I think he, you know, they might target that. Yeah. Because um, uh, he, 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 again, is a bit like Phil. Um, more powerful again, but uh, with his height, yeah, he, he could run into a bit of difficulty there. Yeah. Um. So, um, or, or else we outpower them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. going to be a strange one, isn't it? Because I remember yeah. Warren saying on the last tour to New Zealand, you know, it's okay if we drop a few games in the provincial games, and you know, I think people perceived, uh, I think the Lions to go out to New Zealand and play quite a a boring drab. 10-man rugby, but, you know, he said we have to go out there and play. You know, what, what sort of game plan do you think he's going to have to negate out, out in South Africa? You know, is he going to have to revert back to, to the British way of playing or perceive the British way oh, of playing? I, I I don't think so. Um, there's a few, obviously the physicality and the set pieces mm. is going to be huge. Like for us, our line-out was a big thing, our line-out mall, uh, especially in the first test. Mm. I think that's what, that's what won us that game early on. Mm. Uh, 
we didn't get any direct tries from it, but it, it got us the field position, got us penalties, mm. um, and got us momentum and confidence. Mm. I, I think that's going to be a huge thing. Um, the line out, uh, just two games at altitude, so the flight of the ball is that much further. Um, mm. You know, a lot of people say about the exhaustion levels uh, from playing at altitude, but uh, personally, for me, it was always. If you had a scrum in the first few minutes, you were you were, you were hanging out of here. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, whereas if it was thirty minutes into the game, you're flying around the place. So yeah. I, I, as a front row, I never, I tied it in particular. I never quite got that. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, the flight of the ball would be a huge thing. The long kicking and it was like so Elliot Daly coming on board. You mm. see that as uh, maybe some of the thinking. <laughs> although you probably don't even need his boot. He'd be knocking them over from his own twenty-two. Um, Oh, yeah, it, God. It, it's uh, so they will, we'll look at that. It, it's uh, physicality around the fringes, stopping their momentum, small defense, those sort of things. I think mm. would be more important than against New Zealand. But no, mm. I think they should be playing the same open running rugby, offloading rugby. That's where they're very mm. strong. I think a higher tempo game will suit. I think we'll have more quali- quality off the bench than mm. they might have, uh, more experience um, in, in those big games. Uh, and, you know, there's a hell of a lot of pace we're bringing down there. You know, mm. we should back ourselves. Uh, mm. The other thing is the Springboks, you know, two warm-up games against Georgia. Yeah. They are, I, I think, probably more for the taking than any other Lions tour. I think this is, this yeah. should be the easiest Lions tour, uh, which is still bloody difficult. <laughs> it, it's and so a lot weird. Of it could be psychological getting through, uh, you know, as we talked about, having been able to have a bit of fun and enjoy mm. yourselves uh, throughout the tour with all the, the lockdown restrictions. Mm. It's so weird, isn't it? Because I remember a few years back talking to my father. We went down to uh, the Prince Party Stadium to watch Wales versus South Africa. And I think Faf de Klerk made his debut that day. And we just couldn't believe how small this scrum half was. And, and I think South Africa were trying a load of new players. And I think this was prior to them losing to Italy in Rome. Um, and I was saying to my father at the end of the game, you know, two years out or, or you know, two, two, three years out, you know, this could be the easiest Lions tour. Know, that we've we've ever seen, you know, Lions could stuff them three 0 Obviously, they're going to win the World Cup, and now he's come back full circle. Of, you know, I I just can't believe that they. I, I think they tried to get a friendly with New Zealand, but I think New Zealand pulled out. But I don't yeah. get why Georgia are the side that they're gonna play in a two match series. I I don't know what the thinking is behind that. Yeah, well, I think it's just world rugby it had to be a category too. Mm. No, it couldn't get Australia, New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah. So so it is. Um. Yeah, it, it's 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 they're there, they really are they're they're gonna especially the amount of players that are playing in Europe and mm. the the inability to come to camps etc to prepare mm. that's going to be very tough as well. But look, there's some great quality players. Yeah, um, if they if they've obviously got the confidence of winning a World Cup. Um, mm. I, I do think about that World Cup though. They had they had such an easy run in compared to England, who mm. I think were spent by the time and. You know, if Carl Sinclair hadn't gone, who, to be honest, is an absolute shock to me that he wasn't brought down to South yeah. Africa. Who's the, I, I, I could well live to regret that one because I think mm. he's, if you want to play a high tempo game at that World Cup, Carl Sinclair was playing such great rugby. Yeah. Uh, but his scrummaging is really solid too. He good height, um, uh, but it's his, his play around the park. And I was thinking it was going to be him and Furlong yeah. all day long uh, for me. but. Yeah, I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick a lot of sale players, you know, because they, you know, they're playing that that Gallagher Premiership week in, week out. Um, but but I think you mentioned earlier about the kicking in 
in South Africa, going back to 97. Um, were you quite fortunate to have Neil Jenkins in in the side? Because it, it just seemed like he was kicking him from everywhere. And it especially amazing. in that I second he test. He was going out doing 100 kicks. and doing 100. Yeah. He, he was missing about one every two or 300 practice kicks. Yeah. Something, something crazy like that. He was in, in training. He was, uh, it was fantastic. But, you know, um, like we took a risk. They've missed a lot of kicks with, with Hannibal at 10. But Hannibal mm. was a great running, attacking, defending number 10. Yeah. Um, and, and we put Jenks in there to do a job. Now, Jenks wasn't the greatest man under a high ball at the back, and we leaked points because of that defensively. Mm, yeah. Um, but it was decided that to have him there was 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 more vital, which it's proved to be absolutely so. You know, mm. I think Jenks could have probably done the job at 10 as well. Um, yeah. But we were, you know, uh, I guess struggling for a bit of form at 15 at the time back there. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, he was. We we wouldn't be chatting today probably if it wasn't for Jenks knocking them over yeah. like he did. Yeah, it's he amazing. Was, um, yeah, it's amazing and, because uh, people go on about the guests get drop gold, don't they? But the, the the what was it? The five kicks, the penalty kicks that Jenks had kicked before then was it was unbelievable. It was like when we played England in '99 and who at Wembley, yeah. and it was just like a he was like a machine. It was just like boom, boom, and they just ah, yeah. oh, it's amazing. Yeah, no, he was great. And, and a great tourist as well. Mm. Most humble, nicest guys around and uh, great to have him involved still. You know, he's uh, one of the one of the one of my favourite people from that tour, for sure. Yeah. Did, 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 is um, in being sick before the kickoff put you off? <laughs> Do you know, uh, that was him that was dry-retching. Everyone thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because I actually did a little, I used to have a, like, a lot of anxiety yeah. before. And sometimes before I have a little um, thunder, but uh, he was dry retching us. And it was one thing about your forwards getting like that. You don't want the, the cool head of a, a place kicker to, to be getting there. So, uh, mm. but it seems to work for him. But again, yeah. he showed it how much it meant to him as well. The nerves getting to him like that. But even with that, what what quality just in backbone to just go and and skill and ability just to to knock them over like that. Mm. Yeah, and we mentioned just uh, kicking that drop goal, and I, I think was it the second test where, where Jenks kicks the ball straight out from the the twenty two, and everybody's going, "What's he doing?" And then the ref blows his whistle. What was it like at the end of that that game? The elation must have been through the roof. It was fantastic. We didn't, you know, they hit us like a steamroller. We didn't know yeah. why. <laughs> wow, the the anger and everything from losing the the game before, and. Uh, do you know, it was just, it took a long time to sink in. You know, yeah. It's coming back and uh, we had a wonderful time um, in, you know, around Kings Park. It's no better venue to, to have won it um, mm. with regards to all the bribes that were out around the stadium. Yeah. And, you know, we went out and started mixing and had, you know, met, meeting Scott Hastings there was <laughs> in one group. And there's, you know, other, you know, a lot of line supporters out yeah. there. Like, oh, he's have a beer and, something with them and then on, on the bus home and we had just uh, a wonderful night it was uh, and uh, probably even better than that was <laughs> when we got back we flew up to a place called Vanderbilt Park which is in the middle of nowhere because I thought it would come down to the third test and want us away from the cities and the media to prepare um, and yeah we ended up we couldn't find anywhere to go out so we were obviously going in having the second night after the series and uh, we <laughs> Found some wooden shanty shack above a garage with a line lager sign, and next thing we all went in. They wouldn't leave who we were. There's two guys in army fatigues in there, big Afrikaners, and 
they, they wouldn't believe us to were leaving until they said, here are the keys, you know, just drop yeah. it to the letterbox and leave yourself. <laughs> so that's South African hospitality. <laughs> but it was a great way to keep us all together celebrating that. Um, yeah. And to get back to preparing for the third test. Yeah. Um, the Wonderwall is so synonymous with our tour, isn't it? Was, was that the bar that you sang that in or was that prior? Well, the song was was given, I think they decided to have a tour song uh, mm. when we came together. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that was always there. But then we'd start singing it after a win or whatever when mm. we were out. And, uh, yeah, after that first test, there, there was very few line supporters down previous to the first test. And we ran out in Newlands with just see all this all this red support out there which was huge and uh, maybe not quite the same as australia four years later but this mm. is the first time there was really a, a traveling crowd to uh, mm. of visually that you could see and uh yeah so we went to a, I think it was a restaurant called uh, tequila tecante uh, a, a cantina tequila i think it's called <laughs> in newlands afterwards and we're there but a half the bar was all line supporters and it was, yeah Evening, had a few beers, and uh, then yeah, just a big sing song uh, erupted up, and that was it. So uh, yeah, it was it was a great. Show. I, I like that song too. And yeah. I like some of their stuff, but that one in particular, I think, <laughs> is uh, a fantastic song. Yeah. Um, prior to the the second test, I think Ian McGeekin said, "In twenty years' time, you know, if you if you win this series, you know, you pass each other in the street, and there'll just be a look." It, do you still keep in touch with many of that touring party 24 years on? Certainly do. And uh, I guess one of the things about having success is we, we tend to get invited along to do a lot mm. of corporate speaking together. So that's great. And uh, I've been involved in the media as well. So you get to a good crossover to see the lads. And um, there's only four Irish uh, involved in that. It was uh, Keith Woods, uh, Jeremy Davis and myself and yeah. uh, Eric Miller. So, um, yeah, we, we, we'd see each other a bit. Jeremy, I'd be in touch with a lot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but guys like John Bentley, Doddy, uh, Gibbsy, Jenks, you know, get mm. to see them quite a lot. Um, and, and it's great. And any time you meet up, you know, Lol, any of the guys, Tom Smith. Unfortunately, it, it's a few of the occasions now have been fundraisers for Tom and, uh, yeah. and Daddy's charities, but uh, still great to see everyone. And uh, mm. yeah, yeah, he, he was bang on about when you see someone. That's it. Yeah, and the relationships throughout the squad. There wasn't wasn't one um, on the harmonious. You know. Yeah. It, it, there was a rivalry. Don't get me wrong between players, mm. especially in the same positions before the test series. But no, it's all everyone's very tight. Um, still to this day, yeah. Mm. And will you be out in South Africa this summer? Unfortunately, not. No plans yet. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no. Because you, you've done quite a few of the Lions tours, haven't you, for Sky Sports, haven't you? I have. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I missed out. I was asked to go to um, the last one to New Zealand, mm. but uh, I was my wife was uh, had twins arriving in oh, August, August third, so uh, I wasn't going anywhere uh, <laughs> for that. I wouldn't want to do it. But uh, what, what, what a wonderful tour that was. But yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, privileged enough to work at the uh, the Australian tour before that and the South African one before that, which were mm. absolutely uh, fantastic uh, mm. opportunities and experiences. Which were mm. and, and from the Irish point of view, I, I think we mentioned earlier about some of the, the players that have missed out. Um, what's the reaction been over in Ireland to, you know, Gats, you know, Sexton or in the squad, CJ Standen or in the squad? 
you know, maybe a last hurrah for him for, for the both of them. Um, yeah. What's the reaction been over in Ireland? Well, Johnny was probably the one that stood out. Uh, but mm. other players, players like Ringrose, he was unfortunate with injury coming back yeah. and probably hadn't hit the form he had. I, I still probably would have brought him. And, mm. and James Ryan. I think James yeah, Ryan has been that was very huge. I, I, I think he would have suited the South African game. I thought mm. his form was very good when he came back from his injury. Mm. Uh, I think that's the biggest one. Uh, the Johnny question is, you know, I, I'd always have Johnny going down there, but who are you going to leave behind? Um, yeah. It, it, it would have, you know, Finn Russell could light up, could become a world sensation uh, on the mm. hard ground down there with the way he plays. But if you do, you probably got to play him with Farrell at yeah. 12. Um, and, you know, I think that could well be the combination if Russell goes well. Mm. Uh, and then it was down to Bigger and Sexton. Um, and I guess one of the things was if Johnny's going and his legacy is the, the Lions number 10, Mm. Uh, would the whole tour be around him and maybe he wouldn't be the guy to go in the test series? Now, Johnny's a great team man and I'm sure he'd have rolled into that, but maybe it was a deflection. A very hard call, I'd have thought. Mm. Um, I'd certainly have liked to have Johnny there for his experience and his winning ability. He's just a winner. Um, mm. uh, and it, the other one is Jonathan Davis. Uh, yeah. You know, he, for me, has probably been, I think he's right up there as one of the greatest lines of all time. And, mm. uh, you know, talk about Brian O'Driscoll and when he was left out and that but you know you see what Jonathan has done for mm. Lions rugby and West rugby and mm. he is uh to have left that just that experience even if he's a midweeker uh, and mm. playing looking very sharp at 12 maybe not at 13 but um you know what 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 a player I was very very surprised to to see him left out yeah and oh, I think you you played under Warren Gatland um in the late game. 90s that's right. Yeah, no, Gatti came in, and yeah, so had a, a, a couple of years under Gatti. Yeah. What, what have you made of the first, his? The first uh, fifteen-man, yeah, fifteen-man lineup mode yeah. were back then in South Africa, as it happened against, <laughs> against Western Province. We were trying that one out. Yeah, so a couple of good off the, you know, uh, couple of good theories, but I, <clears throat> I think it'll work very well with Gregor in there. I think he's um, again. You know, we talk about bring the seventies into the ninety-seven mm. tour. Playing style, I think that that'll go that'll go again. Mm. Oh. I think he, and yeah. our culture, I think as well. You know, for me, I think four countries. I, I it really gets up my goat that there's so many international coaches here, and I know Gatti's mm. probably been over here more long than he's been in, in Wales. But for me, I would really like to see uh, indigenous coaches coming through in, in national teams, and especially the Lions when they're there. And I think there will be a. <clears throat> I'm presuming there'll be a, a successful. Uh, tour this time, whether it's a winning tour or not, and you know, mm. don't necessarily uh, judge it on that basis. Uh, from when it comes to the coaching staff, and I can see mm. a handover to Gregor as the the next lines uh, coach going forward, and I think he'd mm. be excellent. In fact, I would have said he was ready for it already. Yeah, some of the rugby Scotland's playing is amazing. Uh, but what, what, what have you made? done at Glasgow from the whole way? Through, yeah, you know? he, he yeah, brought it from the grassroots up nearly to the national mm. side. Uh, what have you made of, of Gatlin's trajectory as a coach? Because, you know, you go back to Ireland and maybe people don't have great memories of him. But when he when he first took over Ireland, Ireland were one of these sort of nations that were maybe winning one game every five nations. You know, they, they were almost like the, the Scotland of, of, you know, later years. And, you know, I think when he left, I think you finished joint top with, with England in, in the Six Nations in 2002, I believe. And, do you, do you just sort of have that thing in the back of your head where, you know, where could Ireland have been, you know, if he'd taken him to a, a World Cup, maybe? 
No, I, I don't think we had the ability to win a World Cup. I don't, I, I, probably only Joe Schmidt was the last time and, and mm. we sort of peaked a bit early. Uh, I think that was the closest we could have been to have the depth to go and be a serious challenger. Um, yeah, I, I remember Gatti coming in and we, we first game was in Paris and where we hadn't won in ages. I had a disallowed try, which is a perfect try from a lockdown. Yeah. But we were just shown on TV, but it's, it's funny nowadays it would have been given out of the first try since the 70s. But I think about 10, 15 minutes, it was about uh, this is when you didn't pull players off. Uh, yeah. And substitute, and it was Paddy Johns, Keith Wood, and myself. We had, we had France absolutely under control. And then they scored a try in the last minute from a botched line out with the guys yeah. who had come on. And yeah. uh, that, that, that would have won it. So that was seismic how Gatti had come in and then I remember going to South Africa on tour with him after that and yeah he was always bringing in um, he was bringing in a lot of uh, you know different ideas and that um, you know technically he was the best coach I think when Eddie O'Sullivan came in under him that's when they started mm. making a lot of progress but also it was, it was personnel and mm. in the 99 World Cup when uh, Gatti was head coach you know we it's a game we should have won against Argentina and it would have mm. been you know, it, it, it ended an era after that because there was mm. a bit of uh, all the overseas players got um, got left go out, cut out from the Irish squad, mm. uh, and then it was just the, the players that were still back in Ireland, which was quite an unfair system because a lot of us were under contract and they brought mm. this in while we were in contract. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so but the, there was a process then of young players coming through. Uh, and and I think that's what uh, that that's what led to that success and Ireland getting better and better. Especially mm. you know there was a Leinster backline of uh, Driscoll and Shane Horgan, yeah, Dennis Hickey, uh, uh, Kevin Max. <coughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But it's just Lowe's Henderson. You know, so there's a lot of backs coming through as well. They're probably a bit younger, uh, but uh, O'Driscoll Darcy, of course. Um, but I think it was the O'Driscoll Darcy since Brendan Mullen. There hadn't been a thirteen. We lacked that creativity, and I think Drico yeah. uh, was such a force of change for that Irish team, more mm. so than the coaching um, staff, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I anyone could have gone in there with with, uh, with, with Brian on thirteen and uh, just get the ball to Brian out of the yeah. mistakes. That's all he needs to, needs to do when it's a toughest game. Yeah, I don't think he's a massive fan of Gatland, is he, Trisco? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think he made the correct decision mm. though. Uh, on the, I, sorry, I, I would have had maybe Brian on the bench, but uh, yeah, it, it, they tried going around Australia for for the previous two tests. Um, and they had to go direct. So you went for your bigger physical centre, and it worked when they went. And we won by 40 points. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but even beforehand, I was sort of saying, you know what, they're, they're trying to go around Australia. Australian mm. defence is very strong uh, at up and out, and uh, you need to start taking them, winning the game line. You needed power players. Now, I would have thought Brian coming off the bench would have been a, a great uh, fill-up. Um, but the thing is, on Lions Tour, it doesn't matter what you've done before. It's just how you've performed on that tour. So yeah. you forget about the ones beforehand. And um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's amazing you say that, though, because I was just about to say, the Lions got a knack of maybe turning good players into, you know, and giving them legendary status. You know, you look at yourself back in, in 97, Tom Smith, uh, Jeremy Davidson, Matt Dawson you know, come from nowhere in that 97 tour to replace Rob Howley and, and score the try in, mm. in the first test. Um, is there anyone that you think on on this current Lions tour that's that's going to surprise everyone? Because I, I remember Stephen Ferris in, in 2009 come from nowhere yeah. and 
he was he was first name on the team sheet to go yeah. on that first test, you know, and lucky he had the bad injury. But is there anyone that you think could could really break into the the test team that nobody's talking about? I quite like Garrett Davis as a scrum half. I mm, think on really? the high ground, his pace. If they're going to play a high tempo game, mm. I think he he's electric. You know, so he mm. he, he could be you know of the three scrum halves, he's probably the more running scrum half. But I think he's. Uh, Again, it depends what the pack can uh, provide for him. Um, Henderson, I think, is a big, you know, he's beginning to get there. He's very dynamic. He's a, another one that's always stood up on Lions tours. Mm. Dwayne Van Merver back in his, his, his uh, place of birth. Yeah, yeah I, I see. I, I, I don't I don't get that where there's a, you have one brother playing in South Africa and the other. Yeah. Playing, you know, I, 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 a bit like uh, the Gatlin thing, it's not about coaching ability or anything. I just, I, you'd like to see the the indigenous guy who's come up to the systems here, and mm. uh, I, I've been you know, the whole project player system for me. No, I, I believe it's his mother, isn't it? She's, uh, yeah, so connection there. So I'm probably being a bit disingenuous on that, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's got lots of power. But mm. again, is it power you want to 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 play with them? He certainly has that 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 ability, and in tight games, you don't get space. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's very competitive, isn't it, on the wings? It's, mm. it's great. I, I'd like to see Johnny May is probably the one other person that I'd like to see on that tour. He, yeah. he played very well for England, but it was quite hard to play with what was going on inside him. Um, and his, his electric pace down there I think, mm. would, have been, would, would, mm. would have been great. Mm. Uh, and quick prediction for the for the tour? No, I, I think the Lions will win. 3-0? Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say 2-1. <laughs> it might be similar to '97, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think they can they can get the first one, get them half baited, and the high vault win on on sea level, and then maybe the third one, the box might take that. Mm. Uh, and before you go, uh, Paul, is it okay if we finish with a quick fire round? Go on. <laughs> um, right. So, firstly, who's the best player that you've played with? I always say Philippe Salah because really? of his his age. He's uh, he was. 36 playing at Saracens and his brilliance. Um, yeah. I would mind, I've played with some brilliant, I've Driscoll's, uh, Guskus, uh, Timmy Horan, uh, all absolute class. Alan Bateman, Gibbsy, but it will, Philippe Salah at 36, there's no <laughs> player could match what he was doing. 111 caps. Uh, yeah, he was just, uh, and he was such a class act as well. Yeah. And, and more importantly, one of the great guys, uh, I see what do you call it? The 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 le troisième meter, the third half after, after the match. Uh, he was also great. You always meet. That's brilliant. Uh, the best player that you've come up against as a prop, um, yep. Gary Pagel, right? South Africa, who did me a, a bit of a favor in Western Province when he uh, when he destroyed uh, Jason Leonard on that. He <laughs> uh, put Jason out of the the tour. He he, he had the misfortune. I think he was a better scrummager than us, Durant. Uh, maybe a bit smaller, but yeah, some big battles with him against Northampton in the Premiership. And yeah, he was he was a he was a powerful force. Mm. Uh, a best friend in rugby. Good God, I hope, so I hope many. Everyone's going to hear this. It's so <laughs> many. You know, I probably still ties. We're on the on the lines. Probably Jeremy Davidson. We were always very tight. We'd always buzz uh, here after his buzz. Yeah, yeah. We're always, especially on that tour. We were particularly tight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your favorite coach, Geach. God, it's all coming up. Ninety-seven. Yeah, Geach was 
Keach on Jim, but Keach, you know, any coach that picked me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know um, Keach was Keach was something special. Yeah. Uh, best match you was you've been involved in as a player? Probably go back to the first test in uh, the Lions in Newlands. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the second test. We played a lot better in the first test. Than we were. Wow. <laughs> it's I got a few more tries. Second one was more about hanging on. It's probably more of a cliffhanger hanger for the uh, for the fans, not for us though. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst drinker that you've played with? Oof, there's a few of those. There's a few non uh, Dave Humphreys or David Corkery drinkers, so they would have been right up there. Um, but someone who did and didn't. Mm. Is there, is there anyone that sort of, you know... Oh, that, that would have to be a guy for, called Greg Bottomman from Saracens. Oh, what a name. Or, or Martin Gregory. Martin Gregory. Martin. Was, yeah, so hopefully <laughs> the Saris boys get this. Martin Gregory. <laughs> two of them hiding points everywhere. When I'll, I'll tag him in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, biggest troublemaker on and off the field? Probably Rob Henderson, who... Le- he just he caused trouble by destroying a lot of us over a few pints. Yeah, <laughs> trying to keep up with Hendo. Yeah, yeah. Or a centre. He's he was a yeah. centre, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. He went on the two thousand and one Lions tour. And he's awesome. He doesn't. He doesn't look it now. No, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry, Hendo. <laughs> um, yeah. fin- finally, uh, Paul, if you weren't a rugby player, what would have been your dream job? Uh, a professional sailor. Really, sailing was probably my first love. Yeah. Um, would have spent a lot of time sailing, instructing sailing in that. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, what would you have named the boat? It's a tough one. I've, I've never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> you have to put that on your bucket list now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have a think about it and you have to mess Probably something back. about boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Paul, it's been a real honor talking to you about uh, the Lions. Um, you know, even though I, I, you know, I wasn't really, you know, a big rugby fan at the age of one. Um, you know, I, I still, you and know, you're Welsh. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> from six months, I thought. <laughs> Neil Jenkins up in the wall, just kicking the babies out. Um, exactly. but, but yeah, you know, it, you know, even though you know I, I wasn't able to sort of watch that tour, you know, it, it still brings back memories from living with the Lions and. Uh, I've really enjoyed it and I hope you've enjoyed it as well and I hope you look forward to the, the Lions tour as much as everyone else. Yeah, likewise, Aiden. That's uh, cool. to the tour and great job. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Paul. Cheers. Bye Have now. a good day, Have mate. Try, buddy. Time.